This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week, we're talking about Moon. Good night, Moon. <laughs> My cow jumping over the moon. This you want movie the moon, Jeff? <laughs> this movie came out in 2009. Directed by Duncan Jones, written by Duncan Jones and Nathan Parker, starring Sam Rockwell and the voice of Kevin Spacey. The Rock. And and Sam Rockwell. (laughs) Sam Rockwell. And Sam Rockwell. Mm -hmm. And, uh... So this movie, what, basically multiplicity, but in space, right? (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, It does does feature one, uh, Benedict Wong. No, yeah, <laughs> but I I saw that I never saw him. I don't know where was he. He was one of the two corporate guys. Yeah, that's, only, that's why I thought it could they be, but contact. I didn't recognize him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it was, it's it was a fuzzy hard to make them out. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's not really that hard to make out with Benedict Wong. Just saying, I didn't see him. So, um, all right, so we, I don't know, we just named everything. Yeah, that's that's it. So, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> yep. So Who, just whose movie was this again? Till the next Alex? episode. Yes, it was mine. Yeah. So what's your history with this film? Um, actually, this is the first time I've seen it, but it's been on my radar for a while, and it seemed like it was from what I remember from the trailers. I thought it was going to be like a bit of a sci-fi horror type of thing with some psychological bent to it, which didn't turn out to be the case when I actually watched the movie. But recently I was like, you know what? I haven't seen like a good depressing sci-fi movie in a while. So I nominated Moon. Rise of Skywalker? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that was unintentionally depressing. <laughs> okay. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. All right. Uh, Scott, what's your history with it? Uh, very similar to Alex. This one definitely flew under my radar. I heard about it after the fact i don't even remember seeing any any promotions for it uh but i always heard that that it was it was good sci-fi uh but yeah i never got around to to watching it until we we did for the podcast oh wow all right well times three um i've always heard of it um i knew the tw- the twist, which I I'm, I'm glad it wasn't a twist. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it happens early enough in the movie. So I was always kind of avoiding it because okay, I know he's a clone, and I thought that was like a big reveal at the end of the movie. So when it happened in the first half an hour or whatever, I was like, okay, so I can enjoy this movie now. And yeah, yeah so I said that thinking the whole the, time. I didn't remember seeing any promotional materials except for one thing, which was uh, a one sheet, um, some some kind of. There's an online ad where there was a bunch of Sam Rockwells. And it was like, oh, okay, God. they're basically like giving it's multiplicity you multiplicity like in space. Yeah. Yeah. So, by the way, multiplicity has been on my list for like four years now, and you guys have never selected it. Just throwing it out <laughs> there. I think multiplicity is like one of the ultimate, like middle of the road 
<laughs> Endeavors. I haven't seen it in forever. I remember liking it when it came out, but yeah, I probably would be interested to revisit it. But uh, yeah, my history has always heard about it. Um, didn't know anything about it. I think it was more like Alex. I thought it was more of a, not so much sci-fi horror, but more suspenseful. Yeah. More like, um, I don't know what, but definitely not that shitty space movie you made us watch, Scott. Nothing like that. <laughs> not like that. Sunshine. Yeah, not like Sunshine. Sunshine but... was not shitty. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. Wasn't shitty. Passing by. By the way, oh, sorry. I was watching one of those, either like Watch Mojo or What Culture, one of those like list Pray shows on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And it was like top movies no one ever watched in the year 2000 or something like that. And it, like two or, th- <laughs> two or three of them were Scott movies that I hate. It was like. <laughs> I've got a good the, taste. The, the Nosferatu remake movie, or not the remake, but the the making Sh- of Nosferatu. Shadow of the Vampire. Yeah, the vampire. and then uh-huh. uh, I forgot Wait, the other sunshine. one. Sunshine. It wasn't Sunshine, but I remember just laughing. I was, oh, was trying very hard not to be a basic bitch. <laughs> like I am now. <laughs> there you go. Apparently. Um, all right, well, let's get into it. Uh, as usual, we're going to talk about seven items from the movie. Uh, Alex, lead us off. What's your number seven? My number seven is the opening credits were long. They had long opening credits, but I will give them. I, I, I think this is kind of like a plus because they were long, but they did the smart thing and integrated to what's going on in the movie so that it didn't feel that long. But I still noticed it. It's like, Jesus, H, credits still going. OK, there's a lot of producers in this film. But I still like yeah, it. Was this- is the I don't remember, but the credits part of the commercial. No, it's after the commercial. So they do the commercial and everything, and then you see Sam Rockwell doing his his minor thing on the moon, getting ready and stuff, and that's when the credits appear. You know, they're oh, tracking okay. with the camera like along the wall or or something like that. So okay, they were long, but they were neat. They did it the the smart way. Gotcha. Okay, uh, Scott, number seven. Okay. Uh, my number seven is the the base. Uh, that's interesting that they the the kind of set direction here, um, set design, I should say, uh, mm-hmm. that they made it into a bunker, which which makes a lot of sense uh, just from the the idea that it would be easier to basically use the pre existing kind of what I, I'm. I, I couldn't even tell you what kind of rock the moon was made out of other than moon rocks. Moon rock. Uh, but yeah. uh, to, to use that as like... A, hey! Hi. <laughs> the moon was made of cheese. It's made of spire ribs. Spire ribs. I answer the question. Um, <laughs> yeah, just to... It'd be easier to, to build down than, than up. Uh, and so I like that idea. Um also, it was, it's it's a really kind of cheap and smart way to not limit yourself on the size of whatever's actually in there, uh, which which kind of pays mm-hmm. off in the the like right before the third. Well, it, it pretty much the, the last act where they find the the hidden room. Uh, spoilers uh, mm-hmm. with with all the other clones uh, with a bunch of Michael Keatons. They could have been. They did. They only opened up the one drawer. So. Yeah, so this was the last of the Sam models. Yeah. We got the Keatons coming yeah, up next. Keatons are next, yes, it's true. And then Tamora Morrison's later on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am Boba Fett. 
so yeah. I, 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 I just <sighs> like, like the way it was set up. Uh, but, huh? Very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my number seven is not sure how I feel about Hal Spacey. <laughs> the the robot like it's just weird in the case Kevin Spacey voice whatever all the stuff with Kevin Spacey since then fine Dude, whatever I know. yeah but that's fine I'm pretty good at like being able to ignore that stuff in the movies it's fine I don't know if I like the voice for this character for this movie but also it's kind of okay I mean his name is Spacey he's in space <laughs> so that kind of works but uh, I didn't get the robot like he was helping him out but then. You couldn't at the beginning. I, I, I was expecting a double cross by the not a double cross, but like the the droid, the robot droid, double the, cross. Yeah, like he was just keeping him preoccupied at the very last second. He was going to turn on him, but like so he was on the clone side, like I, I on Sam's side the whole time, or no? I don't know what's going on there. Uh, I'll have a bit more to say about this. I got I got yeah. theories. Okay. Um. But yeah, I liked it. Like, you know, it's definitely... A, it just starts out... I mean, there's a lot of stuff from um, 2001 in this movie. But that, mm-hmm. you know, you're made to think it's how, but it's not that, which was cool. Mm-hmm. But then, I don't know, it was a little weird. But I don't know, it's something I want to talk about. So, Hell yeah. Spacey is what I'm calling him. <laughs> Alex, what's your number six? My number six is three years is a long time to be away from your kid. I mean, not alone, mm-hmm. not just your family. Because when he was first looking at the recording of his wife and everything, it's like, okay, well, <laughs> and I was thinking, well, at least they don't have any kids because that'd be kind of rough. Lo and behold, <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, here's your little girl. It's like, Jesus age. Because at that age, kids grow a lot in three years, especially when they're young. Like from three to six is like night and day. So I can't even imagine being apart from my kids that long. Yeah, but there was no kid. Well, yeah, obviously. But at the moment, I was like, Jeebus H, that's a long time. <laughs> yeah. It takes almost three years. That, that, that's yeah. right when I was watching it and I saw some of this stuff. But yeah, it makes no sense to send a human, especially a human with attachments here for that long. So, okay, this is the whole clone thing. It's going to, you know, this is where it's going to happen. And then it happens, but it happened way earlier than I thought. So, yeah, it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. To, I mean, doesn't even make sense to have a clone there. Couldn't a ro- robots do all of this? What he does? It doesn't seem like he does anything important. So, um, maybe, but there's still like the, yeah, there might be some incidents that a robot can't do. Yeah. Like I, I'm sure the, the like a person to do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cause I'm sure the, the tractors or whatever were automated, like they just programmed in whatever. Gertie might've been able to handle all that stuff, but if they broke down or something, I mean, Gertie's kind of attached to the thing and it didn't seem like the civilization in the movie was advanced enough that they had bipedal robots that would be able to handle repairs but, like that. But they had clones. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we have clones now. We don't. Not human clones. Not human clones, but sheep. Okay. They're cloning think, sheep now. Well, actually, we have bipedal robots now, too. So, well, who does? It was 2009. Thanks, Boston Dynamics. The, <laughs> the Skynet of the real world. Um... <laughs> mm-hmm. So they, they they do kind of explain that uh, when when he basically said that they he he basically he didn't like fully break up with his wife, but they they had a break. So right. the way I saw it was 
they they needed they decided they needed time apart. He got this opportunity. I'm assuming he, he was going to be paid like very handsomely. He knew he had a kid on the way. Um, and he saw this as a way to say like, hey, I'll give you your space. At the same time, I will do this thing that will help like provide for us for like, I don't know, maybe the rest of their lives, but for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. So and obviously the circumstances changed when he eventually did get back to Earth um, after those three years. Um, but, uh, you kind of see the, the rationale there, like why he would go into space. Cause the kid wasn't born yet. Like he couldn't know he was going to like miss the kid that much when he decided to go. But that's all just memory implants anyway. Right. Right. <laughs> but, but I'm saying like, if, if like, so that's a good question. Was the kid born so when the original Sam went up, was his wife pregnant? Well, I don't think the original Sam ever went up. No, I think he did. No, I thought he did too. And they those were they were just replaying the recordings from when he was there. So he spent he spent his three years on there. They recorded his memory and then implanted into the clones. After you know he had three years of experience knowing what to do up there. It's possible. I guess either I yeah. I, I just thought maybe they just they took a okay. really smart dude and. They took his memories that so that these people would have something to hold on to and stuff. But right. that's a good question, though. I didn't I didn't think about that. Like I hmm. just assumed that the original Sam had been. I think did I want to say they they did say something like that in the movie, but maybe not. Uh, but yeah, I just assumed that there there was an original Sam that went up and then did go home, um, and then like licensed out himself to be cloned. Um, yeah, like he's like in on it. Like him and his wife are in on it too because. Like his wife is like recording that stuff after the fact, which is kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. So which leads no, to the other question was like, when he did, if he, if that's true, and he did go up, was she pregnant at the time? So, like, I, I guess in the events, think things, it doesn't really matter because the clones think that they have a kid at home. But, right. Well, that that would explain him actually being up there. The original would explain why they still have like working communication stuff. Um, up there in the first place. Because that had me wondering, when he goes out to make that phone call on the orange video phone that he covers up, it's like, why would a company leave that just lying around if this was a possibility, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I I didn't... When he pulled that thing out, I was like, why did he use that a while ago? Yeah, I guess, yeah, he never thought to go outside the boundaries and find a signal. But yeah, I figured that's because the original was allowed to use all that stuff and he wasn't he didn't have blocked communications and whatnot. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well there it is. Either way it works. I, I I mean I don't technically you don't need to send anybody out. You don't if you have clones of this guy and he just you just train the clones, but either way it could work. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um but three years away sucks, but it's not. I mean, people go into the military and stuff. They can be away for more than three years, well, right? Three tours, yeah. But that's insane. It is, but I I'm saying say it's insane. not. It's crazy. It's like, I, I can't imagine doing that. I mean, like, no. I think Jeff's point is that people sign up for that, though. It's not yeah, like out it, of the realm mm-hmm. possible. And they're not bad people either, necessarily. Like, so. Right. And like, but like someone said, or I don't know who said it earlier, but like, yeah, I have to do this, but hey, we'll be set up. I can you know, whatever, we'll have money, I have a GI bill, whatever. People do it for reasons that usually are to, you know, 
forward thinking to help the family in the future, but you never know. Like I know right now they're talking about I mean, it's not going to happen anytime soon, but like missions to Mars, mm-hmm. like the, how you select those people to go on this trip, they're going to be gone for years. I mean, more, way more than three years. Uh, I think it's going to be a one-way trip. Yeah, yeah. at least like a few, that, the that few, the few first ones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, well, just, but not only that, but the, just the travel there, like just being on, on the ship. You know, it's like, yeah, it's crazy to find these people that are, I'm assuming, have no family behind. I mean, maybe, not, but then people who have the right temperament and all that stuff. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be more social engineering than it is yeah. <laughs> science engineering and technical engineering. Yeah. Um, you know, Liberate May. You never know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're talking Sam about. Neil. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sam Neil. Scott, number six. Okay. Uh, back to the <laughs> robot. Uh, so in my notes, I have non-evil computer. <laughs> it's yeah. it's mm-hmm. the people that are evil. Uh, so yeah, I did I did like as you pointed out, Jeff, that they they kind of they they, uh, they didn't flip the trope around, but they didn't they didn't replay that trope. Uh, even though the computer was was just a computer, uh, was following its programming. Uh, I know Alex said he had theories. Um, I I don't think that the the computer. I mean, grew in any way. I think that it was he was Peter was programmed to look after this guy. Just human, uh, um, I, I want to say oversight, but it was a human oversight uh, that they never stopped to think that you know how far would the computer take helping uh, the person if that was its kind of prime motivation versus following right. orders. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I did. I did like that. Uh, I, you know, it, this is all um, pure speculation, but I, I do like the idea that the people or person that that created the the programming for the computer um, did was like genuinely created this program to look after another human being, um, and the corporate people never stopped to think that, like that compassion in any way would make its way into the just the 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 kind of like corporate bureaucracy that that's going on here um so that in the end the computer so i guess i i want to change something i said to begin with i guess the computer was good because somebody good made it at least that's that's kind of the way i think about it hmm. and kevin space is, is like creepy though like i think they're pur- he's purposely kind of like ambiguously like creepy pervy yeah (laughs) like as far as it's like is he there to help or not and it might not have been programmed that way just might have been the ai doing and making its decisions well that's that's mm -hmm. like that's possible too but like like i i just think that it was the programming alone just like agatha (laughs) all right um my number six and this was, it's nitpicking, but the moon gravity, they really didn't really yeah, could talk about it at all. Except at the very end when he was running back or he was doing the little moon run. Other than that, they never talked about it at all. Like, fine, they're in the base. There's some kind of artificial gravity in place. That's fine. I can buy it. And I'm pretty sure early on they had a close-up on his boots to maybe make it seem like, okay, he's got magnets on or something, just to kind of, like, don't don't worry about the gravity on the moon. Yeah. But then later on, they showed him, 
doing the hop skip, you know, the Neil Armstrong Buzz Aldrin jump. And so I just, it was kind of bugging me that like, it wasn't consistent. Like <laughs> I'm fine. You don't have to have him doing that the whole movie, but then don't either do it or don't do it, I guess. And just kind of bugging me a little bit. Cause I want to, I want to more than I want to be in zero G. I want to be on the moon. I want to be on the moon where there's a little bit of gravity where I can <laughs> jump, jump high, jump really high. And then yeah. do some slam dunks. Yeah. You can go on a whale hunt. Yeah. There you go. That's the whaler that I am. All right. Alex, number five. Uh, My number five. And uh, this is Gertie for me. And uh, what you guys have already said, I pretty much concur with. Uh, But my theory is that he's been on the moon. And like Scott said, maybe it was the the programmer that gave it a little bit too much uh, of a caring personality. That kind of we got maybe an R2 situation where it hasn't been rebooted ever throughout these clones and it developed like a little bit of a personality based off of the uh the caregiver role that uh it was given by its original programmer and then once at the end when he when he flips the switches and reboots him then he goes back you know back to square one yeah i think that's, yeah. that's all possible yeah we well, yeah, are he, he feels bad again yeah, gets empathy for like this is the you know the hundredth time I've done this or whatever. It sucks for these guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it turned out to only be like six, five times, six, seven times. Did they say that. I mean, yeah, it can't be that long. But so in the in the closing sequence, when you hear uh, like a bit of bit of news piece, they say that um, Sam Six is testifying in front of blah blah blah. <sighs> So he was the, uh, okay. the sixth one, and they they were in the process of waking up a seventh. So, well, technically the seventh had already been woken up; they didn't know about it, so it would be the eighth. Hmm. So the one that right, gets back to five, is the sixth one. Five is the beardo, six is uh, the young guy, and then seven is the one that was still on the table yeah. at the end. Yeah. But they don't think. They're not supposed to know, right? That was the whole thing. They weren't supposed to know that that one was there, right? Uh, they probably found out after the fact. So basically, they, like he gets back to Earth and he, one way or another, like like he informs on the, on the company. Yeah. And then they like officially let him, like, like it's officially documented that he was the sixth one at that point. Right. Okay, that makes sense. I'm just saying, like, so if that one was six and the other guy was the fifth, right, right, right. The, right mm-hmm. They already opened the seventh. I just, I just wondered if they didn't know the seventh was already open. I thought that was the whole point. They were trying to, because they opened that, reactivated that one behind the back of the corporation. Right. So they had to do that so he could get back to Earth. Right. So I'm saying if they're going to, re, if they're turning on another one, maybe that was supposed to be the eighth. That's whatever. It just doesn't really matter at this point. Um, that was the only part I haven't turned subtitles on for the last. I did twenty yeah. seconds of the movie. That, yeah, too, because I didn't understand like a lot of what's being said. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I don't know who that was. That was my number five. Okay, so Scott, number five. Uh, number five is is the the science fiction here. Um, this is a pretty hardcore sci fi movie, mm-hmm. uh, and and. You know, as, as I've, I've said this like every time we talk talk about uh, sci-fi movies that we like uh, that, that are kind of like this, 
which is I like that they don't get too much into the actual science. Um, in, th in this case, it's not a too far flung distant future. Um, like having a moon base seems pretty feasible. Um, not like uh, efficient in any way. <laughs> like getting supplies up to the moon seems like a nightmare. Uh, like regular supplies. Yeah. Um, you know, in the future, maybe we improve on, on the space travel thing a little bit. Uh, the the idea of a, of a corporation harvesting helium uh, seems seems very plausible. Uh, the uh, the cloning technology is is not that far fetched either. I mean, probably cloning people and, and putting memories in. Yeah, that seems like pretty ridiculous but uh but they, they don't go too far with it um yeah i just i just like the, the kind of setup here where it's just a little bit uh a little bit further to the to the right of kind of where we are now uh, so yeah yeah, yeah not, not much more to say about that um i think they, they were smart not to, to do anything crazy with like him having to fix some quantum engine or anything like that. <laughs> like you, like mm -hmm. the like sunshine. Yeah. The the <laughs> the well, like the Flip most advanced thing we see is like the like the whatever uh like rocket pod <laughs> that shoots back to Earth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like the the harvesters, those are cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, my number five is the same thing. I have the, the tech. I really enjoyed the tech. Um, yeah. Like I thought the beginning, I don't know, the sun's blaring on the side of the moon so they can get helium from it. I don't understand that, but whatever. I'll buy it for this movie. And, and it's efficient. It's, you can get enough there that you can send these capsules, capsules down and that's enough energy. Like I thought that was all cool. The harvesters, like you said, I thought that was a really cool, at least cool visual. You know, it's like a sand crawler meets the dune harvesters, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It, it, was, um, it was really cool. I liked all of it. And, but it wasn't, it was still low tech. Like that little camera thing he had or the, yeah, the digital, the phone, the, the big cell phone. I mean, I felt like it was out of Aliens or Star Wars, which at least the original trilogy, it made stuff seem mm -hmm. sci-fi, but realistic, right? Not all super Glassy and shiny and new and everything. Holograms. Right? Was, yeah, no holograms. It's Man. just... Uh, I, I did like Gertie had like coffee stains all over him. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it was coffee yeah. stains. <laughs> Whoa! Um, yeah, all the tech. Uh, it's just, you know, that was really bugging me. I mean, I knew it was going to pay off, but like long distance communications offline. I was like, what the fuck is that? What is this? I got to find... I need answers. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, I really enjoy the tech. And I think what Scott says, right, it's it's realistic. So it's not Star Wars. It's not Star Trek. It's realistic tech, but they don't get into the details of explaining it. I, I really do. I mean, I like both sides of it. I'm not going to sit here and say I don't right, like Star right, Wars yeah. and Star Trek. I obviously do. But I don't know. It, it, it's, a good, it's a good mix of the two, and I really enjoyed it. So the tech is my number five. Alex, what's your number four? My number four is, uh, along those lines, the set design. I really like the bunker. Um, I didn't quite get why they had to have <laughs> that little step that was up there. Maybe just for that one scene where he trips over 
or maybe it helps with the airlock. I don't know what the logic was there, but aside from what, that, everything else looked that? cool. Because during talking? when when you go through the different sections of the bunker where he was living in, the doorways had this little rise to them, and they even had the like mind your step like sticker at the bottom of it. Like where he logs in the computer and stuff? No, just when he's walking around the bunker. No, no, I know, I know what you're talking about, Alex. I guess okay. it's just it's all prefabbed, I guess. And it's, when you put it together, <laughs> you get stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Fair enough. But yeah, it was just... That's the only thing that kind of bugged me. But everything else still looked cool. Like you said, all the, the knobs and switches and everything. Nothing was like... There was no motion sensor. <laughs> no touchpad computers. Everything was uh, keys and uh, switches. Yeah. Yeah. Which I find hilarious is like, I don't like touch screens seem like too futuristic for me. <laughs> They've already <laughs> been around for 10, 12 years now. I mean, mm -hmm. good, ver good versions of them, at least anyway, since iPhone. But yeah, give me some switches, some buttons and some flashing lights. <laughs> yeah. You get the bleeps, the sweeps and the creeps. There you go. <laughs> All right, Alex. I mean, sorry, Scott, number four. Okay. So my number four, uh, kind of following along what, what Alex was just saying, uh, is the model work here. Um, so mm -hmm. I, I, I love that uh, it didn't go heavy in the CG um, in this. And I, <laughs> I was reading some of the trivia, and that was just because the CG was way too expensive. But I, but I think it works here for the the scale of the movie that they're they're going for and, and the yeah. story they're going for. They didn't need this this massive uh, budget, um, so I really like the, the the they're all models as far as I know the 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 harvesters the uh, did, did they ever give a name to the rovers? Um, I think they say it. I don't think. I don't, I don't know about the rovers, but I know the the harvesters were you know Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Yeah, <laughs> and I think which one was it? Luke that was crossed out, and there was Judas written instead. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't catch that. That's funny. That was funny. Uh, but uh, yeah, just like the the rover models, like them driving over the 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 moon uh, model. Uh, I thought that was it was all cool, just all uh, practical effects. Um, the outside of the the base. Um, I'm assuming the the rest the quote unquote rescue ship when that lands, uh, that's that's all a model. I think really the the only like real CG is probably the rocket and yeah, <laughs> and that looked think. the worst. <laughs> yeah, the the rocket and maybe some of the debris that's getting kicked up. Um, yeah, when they're when they're in the, the vehicles, but uh, yeah, just really like, again just. To, very like you're on the moon there's not gonna be a whole lot there you might as well go with the models and uh yeah i always appreciate practical effects like this nice yeah that's pretty cool all right uh on to my number four and i don't know what to call it i guess sam number five i just like the falling apart slash disintegrating sam his acting i have more to say about sam rockwell later but just that mm -hmm. version uh it's really cool and gross um Pulling out his teeth and yeah, brutal Sam. Um, yeah, exactly. Sam, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so are we just meant to believe that these clones just have they, you know, I, they just 
programmed to okay. they have like a three year life. Yeah. So let's. Okay, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you asked that, Jeff, because I was actually gonna gonna ask this. Um, so that's my theory: is that they just whether it's on purpose or that's just the technology can only go last that long. That's they last three years, and that's why they keep making it it's a yeah. three year term and everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I think. I think the the I, whether it's programmed or whether like their their genes are programmed for that to happen at that point, or whether um, maybe it's maybe it is greedy. Maybe I was we were all wrong about that, uh, um, or something about the, the station, coffee. or just latent radiation from what's happening um, from what, from the work that they're doing. Um, oh yeah, 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 it's possible. Um, but I think either way, yeah, three three years is a the thing there because just like mentally, they can't handle it after the three. Like the 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 Sam clones, um, at least like that's kind of their limit before they, they stop being like useful workers. Um, but I would think if it's a mental thing only, then there's. Well, if I was to take this kind of realistic, if I was the corporation, okay, we know three years, they st- that's going to start breaking, you know, after three years. Then you just like, okay, your job's done. You put them in a ship, that ship thing, and you just incinerate them or whatever. Like, they're, you don't have that. They wouldn't start falling apart, right? You wouldn't have that happen. Well. Right? Wouldn't you? Like, no, if, if that was just a mental thing, not a deterioration. That, of, that's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's, that's, that's a good point. Um it would be like one of like the island or whatever. Wait, okay, you're gonna be you're shipped off. You're done. You know, I mean, go celebrate. Maybe, maybe it's, just... it's it's just like a combination of both, where like they they need them to like really be willing to get into the pod. Yeah, for... If you thought they were going home, their term's over. Your three years yeah. is done. Go back to your your hot wife and kids yeah. and everything, and yeah. then and that's it. You just be. They would free, yeah, freely I guess, do that I guess, because he was looking forward to okay, it. Okay, I, I guess then, yeah, that is some kind of more likely some kind of defect. Because the reason, or, the reason, or like he said, or it's the radiation. But it could be that too. Like I don't know what's. It, it felt like it, it seemed like. I mean, I don't know anything about this stuff, but um, like if you get radiation poisoning, that seems like what happens to you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it makes sense. The sun uh, is very bad. We're protected from from our. Atmosphere. There ain't no atmosphere on the moon, so right, man, right. I mean, that could be it. Just that alone, let alone whatever manufacturing of this helium is doing, just put off putting. I mean, so. that's a, the, the, another reason why they have all the clones there too. Is just you know, it's super unhealthy to have people on there for an extended amount of time. Um, which which mm-hmm. again flies in the face of my whole idea that the original Sam was up there for three years. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we're overthinking uh, things a little bit. But, uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, so I'm curious though because he does get back it's to Earth, movie. Um, and uh, well, we'll talk more about that. Yeah. All right. Uh, what, what was that now? That was so that was <laughs> me. That was my falling apart, Sam. Yeah. So uh, it's yeah. Alex number three. Uh, my number three is uh, something that I didn't really like. I didn't like the quasi happy ending uh, that the movie had. Like the him being in the rocket actually worked, uh, and everything, uh, everything worked out except for you know the the three year shelf life that he possibly probably has. Yeah, well, I guess it depends on our last conversation. If it was moon yeah. radiation or whatever, then he has longer. If it's not that, then yeah, he's mm-hmm. 
but yeah, I didn't really I, I think I would have rated this movie a bit higher if it had a more depressing ending, which uh, I, I thought it was going to have. But then it turned it around to have like a little bit of a Disney ending and everything. And it's like I, it, it wasn't ambiguous. I, 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 wanted Disney. It to I would yeah, I would say it's it's like wow. a mega happy. This is not a like, Spielberg Disney. It's it's not like the the third uh, Wayne's World ending or whatever. The, <laughs> the second Wayne's World ending, the mega happy ending, whatever on that one. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, I wouldn't qualify it as that by any means. I guess I just wanted to be a bit more ambiguous. Let the let the viewer decide. You know which way uh, the movie ended. But this one, no, he made it to Earth, he squealed, the company gets comeuppance, and he possibly lives three or maybe wait, four years on Earth. Did the, Wait, but did the company get comeuppance? Because even the radio guy was like, whatever, this guy's just the nut. They did, because I think one of the very first things was like how their stock was way down. Which isn't exactly comeuppance, but they definitely took yeah, it. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, whether somebody was ever going to face like any jail, probably not. But uh, there was some litigation um, going on, there was some uh, certainly a turn of public opinion. Yeah, they were going after the head corporate guys, and he just put his hands out with his fingers up and made a little circle motion and stepped on through, and he left. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. The I, I so Alex, I, I would argue that the like the radio guy kind of seals the deal of this not being like a super happy thing because it's like the more things change, the more they stay the same. Right. Because this. this this asshole on the radio that's like calling him like an illegal alien, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And he's taking the side of a corporation, this this mega corporation over this, this person that's, that's been through, or that's exposed this like horrendous thing that's going on. Yeah. I want it to be sadder. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. I, well, I, I just, just want to say it's a super happy ending, though. All right, well, let's get deep here. So this was in real life, and this mo- this harvesting of this stuff on the helium of the moon has solved our energy problems. We're all good here. Our, our atmosphere is great. Global warming has subsided, and everything's good. And we found out later this corporation is doing everything good, except they have a clone up there who they're deceiving. What a would bunch you of clones. Sure. Okay, uh, it's definitely an ethical question that they need to come up in uh, maybe they, the company would get taken apart somebody else would step in and actually hire real people to go back and forth but what if somebody said clones aren't clones or clones and they've been tested to say that they're different they're not the same person and they have no soul and therefore yeah there's, there's I mean, this would happen in real life right yeah, yeah. yeah no there's there's, there's, there's <laughs> yeah there's yeah, go yeah, down that like, road yeah there's endless yeah. like like ethical and, and, and philosophical questions to be mm-hmm. had here. Um, yeah. Do we even wake up the other ones that are in cryosleep? Do we just, you know, get rid of them? Stuff like that. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's all pretty dour. The, the, uh, the, the, so the thing about the, the corporation though, at least I, I think that, I think that's pretty easy to predict. Like there, there would oh, be yeah. public outcry. They would have to do something so, so that they weren't like sacrificing clones anymore. Like I think, mm-hmm. I think, like that 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 debate could go on about whether what they did to the clones is, is ethical or not. But um, you know, like they're not going to just like halt operations on that stuff. Um, 
And it's a single, like in this case, it's like a single corporation that's up there. So the the amount of uh, like influence and and resources at their disposal has to be like like beyond where we are now with like the, yeah. the Googles and the Facebooks and the Teslas, like Amazons. Like it's it's got to be like a magnitude higher than that even. Um, mm-hmm. So they could they could figure it out. Uh, but would there just be okay? Think about it in the future. If this really happened, and this this technology was possible, would there only be one company up there doing this? That so that I think that's for me. That that's probably like the 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 biggest kind of like yeah, don't think about it kind of thing. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, um, yeah the like who who's gonna like claim. You know who who has rights to the moon. You know <laughs> exactly. Um, in this case, like again, it's a megacorp. Um, seemed to be like a U.S. Korean one in this mm-hmm. case. Um, in the future, uh, they didn't really really put a year on anything, did they? Uh, no. Maybe in the numbers, like written down on stuff, but I don't think so. Like they would have had to be making enough money to basically buy off the planet. <laughs> to keep yeah. to keep the the erstwhile like space racers from from China and 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 Russia and, and elsewhere. <laughs> okay, but but, from, from but this is that kind of stuff. Let's just say this is a real. Maybe we shouldn't be doing this, but this is a real thing. And and let's go back. Let's go on the theory that it is very dangerous for humans to be up there. The, being exposed to this. You're going to get radiation poisoning and you're going to die within a few years. But we do need people up there. And if we, or we walk away from the whole operation and we go back to burning coal and oil and everything like that, everything's good. Like, it's a cool it's a thing to think about. Like, what the hell would you do? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, that's, it's not just easy to say, oh, yeah, fuck them and get them out of the corporation. But if they're doing that and they're not sacrificing any real humans. They're doing clothes. So, so if the question was that, you know, if, if we send people up there, they're 100% going to die. But if we don't send the people up there, then the, the whole operation shuts down and we go back to where or things say were. 50%. So things get worse than they were before. You're getting radiation. You're getting exposed to radiation, which let's just you don't say 100% die. Let's just say you're getting exposed to radiation unnecessarily. And, you know, there's a chance, as with now, as our, our workers who work at certain you know certain locations there's a chance that you get it or we create these clones who because the whole clone situation the whole thing but i, I don't know I, I think it's these are some crazy questions yeah I, 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 I think <laughs> if you if if there was enough money that there would be people that would do it knowing that that money would go to their again to their families and stuff like that and, that, and that's a whole nother ethical thing it was like yeah. should, should like is that okay at that point? <laughs> you know, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's it's tough. It's tough. Like uh, to think. About but like that. I said, I could see that this, this guy blows the whistle, and they were like, "Yeah, well, we did this because you know what? I, we're not going to send your brother or your father up there because we know it's dangerous. We've got this clone. The the donor volunteered it and everything, and uh, I don't know. It would be so that would be that would, the uh, so that would be the yeah. that would definitely be. At least part of their argument, right? Or could be part of their yes. argument. Um, exactly. But at, at what point would a mega corporation like that be able to prove 
that it wasn't just for the bottom line. Like, well, they would, they, just they would have at, to like look at the climate. Like, remember back in two thousand twenty-two, but that's not what I'm saying, though. Um, like, yeah, that's they could always I'm say saying. that. They could always say like, like, give us what we want, or we'll we'll torpedo the planet. Like, that's that's different. I think it's a whole different uh, line of of, <laughs> of thought. <laughs> but that's what they would say. Though. But, that's yeah, what a corporation but, but, would say. But my my, I think my my point is. Um, like how how would they be able to prove that they that the this corporation believed that the clones were the more like like the lesser two evils or the, the the altruistic things and that's why they were doing it like that that I would find unbelievable like if tomorrow yeah if tomorrow Amazon was like oh yeah we have clones working in our warehouses that that will die after like four years. Um, due to asbestos or whatever, like we've decided to relight everything with asbestos, whatever, whatever the reason Bezos, is. Yeah. Um, or yeah, right. Be- Bezos is like, I want to go human hunting. Like, <laughs> so we started using our warehouse workers we had to. Um, now these are hypotheticals, right? Because <laughs> yeah, I don't think they are. Uh, Bezos is like, I've taken up a new hobby, <laughs> yeah. the most dangerous game. <laughs> um, uh-huh. Like, you know, say that this, this all happens tomorrow. Um, there's, there's just like no way that that they just these these companies just don't have the like the goodwill like they just don't have that cash like it's all, it's still all about you know the 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 bottom line like yeah I know it's all about the bottom line but that's what they would say and then I don't other than proving that clones actually you know, there would be people saying that clones have a soul like whatever they would, that's a whole other issue but. How could you argue it? Like, okay, we need this. Otherwise, we know we're fucking up our planet. We found a way to fix our planet. We're not risking any human lives. We're risking these clones who... I guess that whole part... That whole part, like I said, that, that's where it gets murky. Because I don't know. Clones don't exist. Well, I don't know. But what if they were just meat puppets that really didn't have soul? But that's a whole other thing. So, ah, whatever. Yeah. I think I think at least in the context of this movie, it's it's yeah. clear that the corporation does just really doesn't put like anything other than like the bare minimum of of effort of treating these clones like people. And yes. in the course of the movie, oh, we see them we see them clearly act and behave like normal people. Um, so in this instance, like the, I mean, in in the like. The logic of this movie, I think. I think it's pretty clear that that the, the corporation here like um, doesn't give you know wouldn't care whether it was clones or people. I think. I think that's maybe where I'm getting at here. Um, I 100 percent agree with that. Just, I, even in real life, would be that they're just assets. I 100 percent agree yeah. with that. Just I'm just saying, as a society, would you you sit here? Yeah, no, you have nothing to I, yeah, do with anything. You're just looking yeah, up, that, and you realize yeah, I, your I, I energy think, goes I think, away. Yeah, no, I, I agree, Jeff. I, I think it just yeah. I think it's two separate things that we're talking about here. Though. Yeah, like yeah, do do are we willing to like what are we willing to do at that point? You know, right? Because a, a massive ethical question. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, sorry to take totally derail us <laughs> there. 
to get into some real conversation on this podcast. But now let's talk about the next question, which is I don't know where we're at. That was uh, Alex number three, maybe? Yes. That was my right, number so three. Scott, yeah, number three. Scott. Way to go, Alex. Way to derail us over there. Mm. Uh, so my number three is <laughs> my, my notes here. How tragic how tragic the clones are. So <laughs> I think I think yeah. in our in our long tangent that we just had, I think I covered more or less why um that they they are real people um and even more tragic that they have these built-in memories uh and you know again we talk about kind of philosophical stuff here what what is what do you guys think is worse that the the clones knowing they're clones or the the clones just being up there and just kind of petering out thinking that they're going to get home and not getting home Like never knowing that there was something more. Yeah, I don't know. They're both. They're both. Yeah, they're both. Yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's all awful. Mm -hmm. Like, I I I did like that uh, the the Sams like were kind of incapable of the the level of of, like what the corporation was willing to do. Um, Like at first, I didn't I didn't actually buy. the younger Sam, the newer Sam, that he was going to be the one to to stay behind, um, you know, until the the older one was like, "No, I'm I'm almost dead. Like I'll do it," kind of thing. But I think that he yeah. genuinely like was how it was going to go, and they knew that he wasn't going to kill the other clone because he just didn't have it in him. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, just and that just makes it all the more tragic that these that these guys like have are morally superior to the people that are that are putting them in there in, in, in this uh, position uh so yeah it's just the the, the whole like line of clones yeah I mean, you see a little bit of it when they uh when gertie um unlocks the the database and you you see some of the older footage of them um, getting ready to quote unquote go home mm-hmm. uh yeah, just kind of last year's <laughs> losers. Yeah, kind yeah. of drives drives the the point home. Uh, and who who knows how long? Like, I'm I'm kind of glad that the movie only had this happen like up to seven. Because I was watching this, you know, you start to notice like s- s- stuff around the station's a little run down. They keep talking about how they haven't had contact with with Earth in a really long time. And I was thinking like, oh wow, this is going to be like like the real reveal. Is, is going to be something like uh, they've been up there for like a hundred years or like a couple hundred years. Earth is planet of the apes has been taken over by monkeys. Yes. Uh, yeah, I it's thought that's going to be the hydrogen reason, but, tanks yeah, instead, somewhere. Instead, it was just the the uh, you know I guess twenty one years, twenty some years. And, and anyway, um, still pretty awful. But uh, yeah, clothes are tragic. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. My number three uh, is just set at the beginning of the movie, setting up the isolation, uh, just showing him his daily routines and, and all that stuff. Just, just, just yeah, it's it's gonna be rough. Um, I don't know. Like, uh, forget clones. Forget the whole clone aspect. I don't get too deep. In would you send one person up there, or would you at least have a couple no, people up there? There's, there's no way that would be like the plan. Like the ultimate yeah. plan that that makes zero sense because yeah I would think you, so. you need yeah, at like, least like one other person to like watch after the other person if something happens 
Like, yeah, just uh, humans are social beings. Like you just need it to least, but you get fights with them, and maybe that's what they don't want. But I think that's less of an issue than it is being being in isolation, right? Even when the two, so mm-hmm. when the two clones are around, they fight each other, but then they're just like, okay, let's just talk and figure things out. Like, I mean, so yeah, I mean, just just like from an efficiency standpoint, like, so like I think they're on like. The spot they're on the moon when he's out there harvesting, it's always the shit. I don't know what the bright side, the light side. I mean, the light or the dark. But the the point is though that um, there's a lot to get done. (laughs) Like just like a physical set aside the whole being alone, just the physical and mental strain of having to take care of so much. Um, but it feels like he didn't do that much. Most of it was automated. He would just have to go out there and like fix repairs or something like that. Or, or okay, hey, this tank is done. Finally, I can go put it on the rocket ship. To me, it felt like it was more just like a checklist items with a few manual tasks. That's what I got out of it. No? Um, Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, like he did, he did seem very gung-ho about like doing stuff himself. Yeah, because he was bored. Right, right, he was exactly, check- exactly, because exactly, <laughs> he needed something to do. Um, yeah. But either way, it makes no sense for it to be one person. Yeah, Just yeah. for, even if the other person had nothing to do, at least they kept that person busy and, I don't know, whatever. So, anyway, but they did a good job of setting up the isolation in this, and I really enjoyed that. So, Alex, number two. My number two is I really like that this was a more psychological movie rather than, like, a, a, a scary thriller space alien movie yeah um yeah having to meet a younger version of yourself essentially talking with your older self uh the ping pong scene was great <laughs> uh building the house the f- they're fighting like they were you know siblings uh until one gets hurt <laughs> he goes I'm, I'm sorry i didn't even i barely even touched you <laughs> so, uh, yeah i thought all that was fantastic best part of the movie because I'm coping with with the situation that they were in. Yeah. All right, Scott, number two. Uh, number two is, is Sam Rockwell here. Um, you know, as as we, as we firmly established last week about the difference between uh, actors with a name and, and stars. Uh, That's right. I, I feel like uh, Sam Sam Rockwell does some great work here. Um, but not bankable. No one, <laughs> not bankable. No one paid <laughs> yeah, to see this yeah. movie. Uh, so, um, I, I think he, it's a very interesting thing that he's doing here because um, he's not playing two different characters. But like Alex just pointed out, he's he's playing the same character but coming at it uh, from different angles. Um, the other mm-hmm. one is is yeah, stir crazy and and you know he literally says at one point he's like, hey man, I'm just, I'm lonely. Can I just at least shake your hand? Like he just wants that that human contact. Um, and the, the other one is you know it's more standoffish because he's this is all still kind of new to him. Um, you know he's got a lot more energy and I just I, I really liked a lot of the, like just kind of the physical stuff that that he's doing here. Um, which one you had him falling apart was it you Jeff or is that yeah yeah like he's he's kind of hunched over and and you know they did some great job uh, with some of the makeup here but uh, just just him kind of hunched and, and start really looking decrepit. The other one's like he, he's standing up tall. Um, he's kind of got his shoulders back the whole time. Um, 
you know, again, the, the same person, uh, but just kind of the different set of experiences over the, the span of the one being there for three years and the other one just being woken. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's some really cool stuff. Um, you know, he's, you know, I, even though it's just him by himself for the most part, you know, he still manages to, to be empathetic or, uh, um, not the right word. Uh, uh, you can still empathize with the situation. He's still likable. Uh, yeah, I think again, Sam Rockwell is great here. I agree. I, agree. I would say that's my yeah. number one. Same. Was, yeah, Rockwell. Um, I know a lot of people have like. I feel like he has a cult follower. People just love this guy. He's like, yeah. Um, and I thought he was always good, but I never like. Okay, whatever. He's fine. But I know people love Sam Rockwell. It's, Crazy, but he was really good in this. I mean, the only thing I think he's better in is um, Galaxy Quest. Yes, Galaxy <laughs> Quest. <laughs> he's, he's, he's channeling uh, Bill Paxton, though. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he was really good. Um, well, for my number two, actually, is uh, which Alex in the very beginning mentioned the credits, but he, we're talking about two different things here. The intro and commercial, I really liked because it was. It was exposition that I, that I really liked. Just explaining what the hell is going on with the commercial that you could totally see this commercial of the corporation telling you how great they are and mm-hmm. how how they made the world and letting the viewer know that this is what's going on now. And I just really dug that. The, the, the movie got me. Some of these movies you guys pick, <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> you got to get me quick because otherwise I'm just <laughs> you guys. You guys carry a lot of baggage in my what, mind. What was, <laughs> Jeff, what, what was it you were saying about your puppy? Um, Distraction, uh, d- distraction reaction. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, if there's not if there's not enough to, to hold Jeff's interest, he has a distraction distraction reaction. <laughs> it's yeah. true. Loses interest and in this and this movie got me right away with that. Like anyway, time to get the sciencey stuff, I'll get into it. But like, yeah, it was just, all right. Okay, I see what's going on here. Okay, we're not not too distant future. Do we have the same energy problem? Oh, okay, okay. And it was, I loved it. And it, and it made sense. And it, it, it was a commercial. It didn't go too cheesy. It didn't go into the, uh, oh, what's the Robocop slash Fifth Element director guy who's just, uh, <laughs> oh, very Verhoeven. Verhoeven. Yeah, it wasn't. I'm doing my it, part. Yeah, it wasn't that, but, which I love those too. But I this was like, like, felt, like, yeah. felt like a real commercial and I really liked it. So it's that's a 6,000 SUX. <laughs> Alex, what's your number one? Number one is Sam Rockwell. Uh, did a, he did a f- fantastic job personifying, yeah, like Scott said, the same person, but in two different, almost two different timelines, two different, slightly different personalities. Like at one point he mentions like when when uh, decrepit Sam Rock, Sam is uh, talking, he's like, yeah, I can see why she left us because we were always, you know, hot-headed or we would, uh, you know, go off all of a sudden like that. Uh, and that was great. This is like he seeing himself in the past and how he used to be, and the three years that made him into a different person. That was fantastic. Yep, I agree. It's also my number one. Uh, Scott, what's your number one? Uh, number one is uh, so I, I I always like stories like this. I don't know that I necessarily seek them out, uh, but but I happen to, to see movies like this. I, I'm always um, it's kind of walk away feeling i don't know maybe inspired is too strong of a word um maybe i don't know hopeful um i just felt like watch something like walking away 
having watched something that it feels like it was worth watching like not like beyond just oh i enjoyed that um kind of kind of thing um in, in this case um you know the, the, these stories uh, about uh, <laughs> can we then we please remove mannequin mannequin 2 <laughs> mortal Kombat 2 well, we won't know if any of these follow the this these things until we sit down to watch it jeff <laughs> we can remove these from your list, Scott, because it sounds like you're not really into them. Um, so, you know, in my notes, like, so I have the the human spirit in the in the face of bureaucracy and isolation and indifference, uh, uh, kind of overcoming all of that. Um, yes, there's the big question mark about, you know, did the Sam return to Earth? Does he only get his, his three years? Um, you know, it sounds like a lot of that's tied up in having to appear in court so i mean maybe it's really sucking for him when he gets back one of the things i read about mm-hmm. in, the, in the credits that i i i didn't really think about because he grabs one of those canisters with him um and i i didn't think about that at all but like that thing's worth a shitload of money uh that he takes with him so in theory he like sells that and is able to live comfortably but then at some point He's dealing with government bullshit, so who knows? But, uh, mm. uh, but, it, but at any rate, um, yeah, just a single person just kind of being able to overcome all these different obstacles that um, that these kind of monolithic, uh, like in this case, a corporation um, is laid out in front of him um, is 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 always a a uh, a. a not just enjoyable, but uh, um, you know, thought-provoking story. Uh, yeah, I and you know, I, just, I like the idea of, of like the single person that isn't really all that special, um, kind of overcoming uh, again all all the stuff like these kind of impossible odds here. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Uh, I agree with that. And my number one we already talked about, Sam Rockwell. Really good in this movie. That's all I got. Agreed. Uh, the only thing, only honorable mention I had was the ending. And I didn't hate it like Alex. I was just, it just stood out to me. It was like, ah, it, it was abrupt. <laughs> and, okay, so it was a happy-ish, but not too happy. And I, I don't know. I, I was just yeah. my honorable mention. Um, you guys any yeah just just one <laughs> there was the one thing that uh i think was a little bit of a uh plot hole continuity or whatever was um that he sees his he has the vision of his older daughter which we didn't really talk about um and uh the the director duncan jones in in interviews since the movie's come out um at least in one interview has said that um, it's it's basically supposed to be some kind of weird like twin telepathy where the the clones are are like picking up on memories that the Sam back on Earth is having. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's all kind of bullshit. I think they just like put together and then afterwards we're like, oh, this doesn't make much sense. <laughs> um, <laughs> Definitely yeah. possible. Uh, but I guess that's another interesting angle of like the whole clone things is like. Are, do they like how far does that connection actually go? Um, so, yeah, uh, from the earth it. to the moon, so, that's how far. Anyways, honorable mention the him seeing his older daughter didn't make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, 
the only thing I want to mention is that the station name Serang or Sarang actually means love in in Korean. So <laughs> corporation naming its station love is uh, what, what would you call that? Uh, not fan service, but like trying to appease is like, oh, our station is is great. It's the best. It's the love station. Yeah, just just corporate. Yeah, yeah. Corporate shenanigans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's time to rate it. As usual, we rate on a scale of one to seven. One being absolute garbage. Seven being perfection. Alex, what do you give it? I'm going to give it a five. I, I still enjoyed most of the movie. Everything except for the ending, pretty much. Um, and it was only a little bit. If it had like a really dour, depressing ending, I think I would have given it a six. But it, it's a five. Solid five. Well, Alex is saying he's on the side of the corporation here. Uh, maybe. It's the corporate <laughs> No. <laughs> what, was that? what was that British clone movie? They should send those assholes up there. So you know, so it's funny. Clone. It's funny that you mentioned that, Alex, because this movie was making me. So this movie, like, was making me angry like that. Like, oh yeah, like okay. like what, in the way that you had no reason, clone like, movie. You, like the way you're you're like unreasonably angry about Never Let Me Go. Yeah, remember Jeff, the one with Spider Man and Keira Knightley. So Alex was angry about Never oh, Let Me Go. It, Spoilers. Yeah. It's, it's, was angry about never let me go because the clones didn't like stick up for themselves, not because of like what was happening to them. <laughs> God, I don't remember that movie at all. They were clones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was kind of like the island where they were being harvested, yeah. except that they knew they were clones, and that that's right. And it's like, oh, come to the hospital. We need to harvest you, and they would just go over there like sheep. And it's like, yeah, because they had no souls. Send those guys up there to the moon. Give them my helium, hydrogen, whatever. So again, Alex is on the side of the corporations here. When the, when it, it comes, comes to when they British, come, British clones. When, 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 the, when the time comes and the clones are here, Alex is going to be the first one in line to to be like, "Yep, give me that guy's liver." <laughs> well, it depends. Yeah, is if, it Gene Hackman's <laughs> liver? Because no, he's not going to want that. Yeah, no. But if not the clone not says, Gene Hackman, actually, <laughs> I would really I was trying like to think about like why did Jeff say Gene Hackman? Not Gene, Larry Hagman. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I mean, for all we know, Gene Hackman, you know, maybe maybe he's strong liver. But um, sorry, oh, so we mentioned the movie The Island a couple times today. Man, that's a decent movie. I just wish Michael Bay didn't do it because it just got too actiony for no reason. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't remember it being a decent movie, but. Sure. A de- decent premise, oh, I guess yeah. I would say. Yes. I think, I like I think it starts out fine. Like, just Scarlett Johansson and Ian McGregor, like, in the community or whatever. But, like, once they leave, it just turns it. It's just awful. Yeah, it's a big chase. Yeah. Get him. Sunset chase. <laughs> mm-hmm. Spinning cameras. All right, Scott, what do you get this movie? Uh, I give it a six. Uh, I really like this. Um, you know, everything we talked about... Um, and I just I just like the the scope of this movie. Uh, you know, just a couple of actors, um, kind of really the both, both Sam Rockwell, both Sam Rockwell, Sam Rockwell uh, and Ram Sockwell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ram, Ram Sockwell, one of uh, um, John yeah. John C. Riley's porn names in Boogie Nights. Oh yeah. Uh, anyway, 
yeah, just I, I like the scope of this movie um, and and what it was trying to do. I think I think it, it accomplished very well. Um, so there was some some really good filmmaking going on here. Uh, and again, you know, you saw the the conversation we had here, which I'm not going to say is necessarily more intelligent than a lot of the ones we have here because I you know I'm an idiot, but but, but I feel like it was definitely thought provoking. Um, I would agree. It's more than we've normally done. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> we know what we're talking yeah. about, but uh, at least we thought about it. So, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, six for me. Excuse me, I'm yawning. Um, this is a weird one for me because I really enjoyed this movie. I'm going to give it a six. But I don't know if I ever need to see it again. But I really, 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 yeah. really liked it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's what... That's... Uh, the there will be blood like Mendoza line for me. <laughs> I watched that and I was like, "This is a really great movie. I never need to see this again." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's why it makes it because usually you know six criteria is supposed to be you watch it, you like it, you liked it, but you also want to watch it multiple times. And I, but I really liked it. So I don't know. Maybe I'm yeah, breaking the, my own rules. Yeah, it's yeah. the exception that bre- that proves the rule. <laughs> so yeah really great sci-fi movie um if i had to watch it again i definitely would but i can't see myself seeking it out anytime either it's definitely, yeah. it's definitely not like, like something you plop on like in a party or something like that yeah. in the back of right, right. <laughs> genius all right and with that it's time for a crossover topic which is what alex our top five um i guess we called it like the one one actor show yeah, I, I, in my notes, I have one person's stories, and I cheated very hard. Yeah. So we'll see. <laughs> Judges are going to be, you're going to have some work to do on my list. I had one man show, not. so I was very gender specific. So, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, give me the hate mail. Sexist. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Alex, that's your number five. My number five is from one of my all time favorite Pixar shorts, and it's Jerry's Game. You guys remember this one? Of course not. Game. I don't think so. <laughs> That's the one where, where there's an old man at the park and he's playing chess, but he's got nobody to play chess with, so he's playing chess with himself. So and the and the way that they uh shoot the scene, it's like they cut back and forth between him sitting on opposite chairs without showing him actually moving, so you think it's you know almost two different people. Uh, it's great. It's a, a fantastic short. Okay. I recommend. Okay. Yeah, it's picture shorts. Alright. Scott. Number five. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five, just to get the obvious one out of the way, because it's like the very first thing that I thought of. I think it's one, like not even near approaching like one of my favorite movies, but it definitely made its way into pop culture, and that's Castaway, Tom Hanks. Yeah, that's my number one. Yeah, Wilson. On my list. I mean, do you count Wilson? Wilson. <laughs> so I'll let you guys talk All right. about it. Yeah. Uh, all right. I had a really hard time with this list. Um, my number five is from a movie that I think most people don't like, but I liked it the one time I watched it, but I don't want to watch it again because I may change my mind. <laughs> um, it's from Oblivion. Has I watched this? The Tom Cruise? Once again, it's a clone thing. Um, uh, I don't think I've seen Oblivion. Yeah, you know, I liked it too. <laughs> I thought about it. for Well, for me, there was too many people. In, yeah, in the but, movie, but uh, yeah, yeah, it, it is other people in it, but for the most part, it's him, right? I, but it's been so long since I've seen it, I could be totally wrong. So if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But no, I, like I like the movie Oblivion. Movie. Yeah, uh, it it had definitely had 
a lot of Tom Cruise by himself, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but a good thing. But I remember liking the movie. People get shat on it, and I didn't hate it. So, Oblivion. Scott, I'm sorry, Alex, number four. My number four is I actually got a couple of video games here. Video games. And yeah. And these games I chose because I don't remember there being any besides just you as the player. And these are first person. So it's like you are alone playing this game, but there are no other real characters that you interact with, kind of, sort of. And for the first one that gave me that feeling of like isolation, uh, I chose Mist. Okay. You're just on an island. You're walking from puzzle to puzzle trying to figure it out. There's no nobody really there, right, kind of. Right. Yeah, no, that's that's a that's a great example. It is. Goddamn. First time getting that game to work on my computer back in the day was the biggest <laughs> fucking hassle. Little sound card. You said Looks you have another video game on your list? Uh, yeah. Okay, then I won't. We'll see if you have the one I'm thinking of. Ooh, All right, okay. Scott, number four. All right, so. so uh, and, so just real quick on the video game thing uh, I did have one of my audible mentions because I thought it would be like too much cheating but anyways uh, number four is a Spielberg movie uh, it's before Jaws uh, that's Duel oh that's a good one um, not, I don't think I a lot of people Duel. have seen that or like a lot of people yeah, that, that we know anyways it. have have seen it yeah. Um, it's but yeah it's, it's a you great like, I haven't movie. seen it's it. all uh Alex, have you seen it? I, I have not seen this movie. <laughs> okay. But, you have, but, have, but Alex, have you seen it? Though? I haven't. Okay. I have not seen uh, this movie. Uh, so, yeah, without spoiling too much, uh, Dennis Weaver. Um, it's pretty much just him. Uh, there, there are some other people around, but they're, they're very much just kind of in the background of what's going on. Um, just him and his shitty... What was he driving? Like a gremlin or something like that? I don't even remember. <laughs> he was not driving no, a gremlin. No, I don't know if he was. Uh, it's a normal yeah, car. Just, I don't think he was anything. So. Uh, but uh, yeah, he, he wrongs the, the wrong uh, trucker. And uh, stuff ensues. So duel is my number four. That's nice. All right. Uh, my number four is I Am Legend. That's Will Smith and his dog. At least for half the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, the movie's not the best, but I said I had a hard time with this list, and that was one of the first ones that came up for me. Um, I actually enjoyed it. I've, I'd never read the story, which I heard is a lot better, or at least the ending's better. I don't know, I've heard different things. Um, uh, the Omega that. Man is better. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed... Uh, it's one of my few Will Smith movies I actually do enjoy, and so there he goes. I Am Legend. It's my number four. Uh, Alex, number three. My number three is my other video game on this list that really... Uh, when you're looking for it, and if you find it, you it's it gets pretty creepy in between the walls, and that is Portal. Yeah, that so that's my honorable mention. Like I, I, I couldn't decide because like you're playing a mute character. But anyway, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Alex. No, yeah, it's, you're pretty much just there by yourself, and an AI is running you through a maze. Essentially, there's no other characters. You don't meet any other people this is why i kind of disqualified portal 2 because you have uh what's his face with you almost the whole time wheatley yeah wheatley and then after that spoilers the the computer with the potato getting powered <laughs> by the potato shows even more personality <laughs> how are you so it's like I, how are you doing i'm a potato <laughs> so i thought that I had a bit too much personality but this the first one 
was great. Very isolating. And then when you get in between the walls and stuff and you see all the the crazy handwriting, cake is alive from the other test subjects, it gets a bit creepy. <laughs> Aperture science. Please yeah. assume the party position. <laughs> Which, uh, I think it's the second one with, uh, what's his face? Yeah, J.K. Uh, Simmons. J.K. Simmons. Simmons. Yeah. I love that it's level. Cave Johnson. That pretty <laughs> yeah, that's really good. <laughs> Life gives you lemons. <laughs> Take the lemons. Uh, so it was like Portal 3 going to come out right after Half-Life 3 or Probably. what? Probably. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, Scott, number three. Uh, so my number three. Uh, so this one is... Hmm, need judges on this one. Um, mm-hmm. This is an M. Night Shyamalan movie that I, I think I probably like more than than the like 99% of people. Uh, that's The Village. Um it's basically the second half of the movie with Bryce Dallas Howard when it's just her kind of going through the woods by herself. Um, which I... I love that movie. Uh, which I, and I thought she uh, was so good uh, when it's just her. Um, like all the other stuff that was happening in the village, I'm like, eh, okay. But yeah, when it's just her um, making her way through the forest, uh, that that's some really, really good stuff. So... That's my number three. At least, at least part of the village. Uh, I haven't yeah. seen it. So I'm going to allow it. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Yeah, no, it's good. Like I said, the whole movie is an isolation thing. But yeah, the last half, from what I remember, yeah, it counts. Because I'm going to allow it because my number three is just a scene. Well, it's a scene from two different movies. I mean, Eddie Murphy in Coming to America, when the barbershop scene where he's playing all the characters. <laughs> so one man show. Okay. And then... Okay. From Nutty Professor, the dinner table scene. So, my little hookalies. All right, yeah, hookalies, hookalies. So it's not the entire movie, but it's scenes where he's playing multiple characters. And uh, honestly, the Nutty Professor one—I've never even seen that movie, but I just know the the highlights of it, the clips <laughs> from it. But the yeah, you don't really coming to America, the, <laughs> yeah. the barbershop scene, Mark Rocky Marciano, all that stuff. So, what That's about number three? Uh, Jack Black in the Fats? <laughs> never seen it. The Fartsons or something like that? Or the... <laughs> yeah, the fatties, the Fartsons. It's from Tropic Thunder. Oh. Where they had the fake movies for everybody. Gotcha. Alex, number two. My number two is uh, America's Sweetheart in Space. Gravity. Oh, that's my number two as well. Yeah, that movie is so cool. I should watch it again. That one had the... yeah. All geared up for the for the happy ending, and I I really liked it. I don't believe you, Alex. I, I did. Here's, I here's what I, here's what I think. I think I think you did like the ending. <laughs> yeah. I think you would have liked it even more if she like crash landed into like a fiery ball of death when she hit hit the ground. Uh, that was kind of what I expected, but I was rooting <laughs> for it. It's like I want you to live, and she did. Right. Spoilers. Right. I'll, I'll but yeah, that movie's I'll great. Believe you this time, Alex. Yeah, she landed in some primordial sludge, coming back to Earth, being reborn. It was great. Symbolism (laughs) all over the place. And she was speeding down the (laughs) flow. Yeah, she sure was. Good thing she did slow down. Well, she, you know, at some point she she pulled the chute, you know, to get a constant speed and she was on cruise control. (laughs) Whoa. She was. And then 
she said. The mud I, that she landed in was very congealed. And she's like, like hey, <laughs> this is the net that, was, that, that caught was, her. That was, that was a stretch. <laughs> I know. Miscongealed. She miscongealed it. Yeah. That's, that's the one. And she... <laughs> She she landed and like the locals were like, "What are you, some kind of demolition man?" <laughs> demolition, ma'am, ma'am. Uh, so my number two, and then the other guy is like, uh, "Man, you Bill just Pullman. you just blindsided me." <laughs> yeah, uh, Bill Pullman was there. Bill, Bill, Bill was there. Like, Bill Pullman well, was she, like, yeah. she passed out from all the G's, you know. So he was there while she was sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one. There it is. I mean, when they had to pull her out of there, they had to get all kinds of machinery. It was some real practical magic. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. All right. Well, whatever. Where are we at now? That was, uh, <laughs> um, that was my number two and your number, number two, two, Jeff. We can't. Whatever. Whatever two is also gravity. Um, almost, uh, oh wow. I, I again. I. I I always say this about this one. Uh, it was the only time I ever enjoyed IMAX or 3D. I <laughs> uh, was seeing this though, but I when I did, I did. Did I see this with you, Jeff? No. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I was at the, the hell no. Uh, but it was, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was something that was definitely enhanced by seeing it uh, in that particular format. Uh, yeah, this is a perfect example of my number one for Moon, the whole human spirit thing. But uh, yeah, number two, Gravity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that was my number two as well, Gravity. So, Alex, number one. Castaway. Same with me. I, re- All right. I really like that movie. Wilson Tom Hanks does a, a tremendous job personifying somebody that's there in an island all by himself, doing self-dentistry, making himself a couple friends. Well, just one, really. <laughs> self-dentistry. The 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 scene where he's like when he's arguing with Wilson about how to get more rope. Oh my gosh, that was heartbreaking. But yeah, amazing. And then he gets laid at the end. Does he though? Yeah, that butterfly lady. You know she puts out. Who's his wife in that movie? Is uh, uh, Helen Hunt. Hunt in the rain? I almost said Linda Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad Alex got it up here. Uh, before we just go to Alice Scott, this is my number one as well. Um, I've only seen this movie once, but I really enjoyed it. And it was, as soon as we talked about this topic, it was the first thing that came to mind. So, yeah. yeah. I have made fire. Yeah. All right. Scott, number one. Number one, uh, at least the first, not half, but uh, first act in this movie. Uh, that would be Old Boy. Um, oh motherfucker yeah so, that's good so even when he in the beginning when yeah. he's around other people in the police station um it's still just kind of him and yeah. then all of a sudden he's like trapped in the room spoilers and, yep mm-hmm. definitely a a one-man show him going slowly crazy seeing ants everywhere that's how, that's how you get ants <laughs> mm-hmm. all right Oh, any honorable mentions? Because that's all I had. I didn't have any. Uh, I kept thinking about an episode of Futurama where Bender gets shot in deep space. Um, 
Oh yeah, that was good. And he like becomes the messiah for these like microscopic beings on like his front and backside. He winds up talking to God with a ask. He pulls out this like mini piano and starts playing it. <laughs> it says like ask not for whom the bone bones and bones for thee. And then like he hits like a <laughs> like one of the the keys is off. And so he just destroys the piano. <laughs> it's only like <laughs> solace as he's trapped in the middle of space. Like a very bender thing to do. But anyways, uh, yeah, that's it for me. Mm-hmm. All right. It's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex and I like sports. Sports ball? So the Olympics have uh, come and gone. They're over, right? Yep. Sadly. They still go. Sadly all done. Yeah. Uh, but I guess there's a little bit of controversy. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, as, as there, uh, yeah, I know. Not not with the uh, with the doping scandal. Oh. This is something different. This has to do with uh, cultural fashion. Oh my! And I guess during either the opening or the closing ceremony, I didn't catch either. But the uh, <laughs> some of the Korean dan- uh, uh, Chinese dancers were portrayed as wearing like some traditional garb from their country. But one of them was a hanbok, which is actually the traditional guard garb from from korea that's like their formal wear their um their their like fancy dress dress up clothes and they're gorgeous right uh but now they you know they're saying that this is kind of like a little bit of a snub why is china saying that that is one of their traditional garbs because it isn't it's from korea so there's there's a whole thing there's a whole kerfuffle Mm. it's like what, what does china have beef with korea i don't know I'm sure there's some like technology marketplace reasons. <laughs> Maybe. You know what it is? It's that yeah. like they're Korea's dominating Netflix with all those K dramas. China wants in on that. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It's like, hey, I visited <laughs> Korea. You made this? I... <laughs> yeah, I made this. So <laughs> China just goes, no, I made like, this. Like uh, uh, a couple weekends ago, I visited like my, my great aunt. She's like 85. <laughs> And like she kept talking about how she loved watching Netflix, um, specifically the Turkish and Korean dramas. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it, it's it's crazy to me. Like it's it's very it's cool. Like, but that you know that's a thing now. Like you're getting entertainment from all corners of the world. Yeah, my mom she like Turkish Star Wars. <laughs> I, I don't think she's, she's I don't I don't know if that's available on Netflix. Oh, okay. It should be. But yeah, my mom's the same way. She loves her Korean dramas. Her her Korean her, novelas. Her stories. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. All right. Well, it's time for a Neam News. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Okay. Um so uh <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah. oh, one thing that I that I wanted to mention real quick. It's it's not really important, but uh, so the director of Moon, uh, Duncan Jones, um, I'm always surprised by this every time I, I, I relearn this fact. But it's uh, David Bowie's son. Um, oh, okay. Oh, wow. So, uh, so a director in his uh, a talented director in his own right. Um, mm-hmm. The last thing I remember him doing though was the Warcraft movie, uh, which which, which <laughs> tanked. Uh, but so anyway, yeah. Um, so, so moving on from that, uh, just starting with some some sad news. 
that uh, Ivan Reitman passed away. Uh, I don't think we talked about that. Uh, yeah. I think it's been about a week or, or so. Um, yeah, not didn't didn't direct a ton of movies, uh, but but definitely directed some things that uh, um, have become like cultural touchstones, at least pop culture, anyways. Um, so I'm, like the stupids, <laughs> like the stupids. Uh, yeah. I don't think he directed that. He might have been the producer on that. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I mean, biggest one was, was probably Ghostbusters. Uh, you know, of all the stuff that that he's done, um, he did Kindergarten Cop. Um, mm-hmm. You know, one of one of my favorites. I don't know. I mean, I should add this one. This is Dave. Do we do Dave? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we haven't done Dave. Yeah, I love the, well, so, yeah, not that I can remember. Like that movie. But um, that's a good movie. You know, some some older kind of old older old school uh, like screwball comedies like Stripes and Meatballs. Um, <laughs> Meatballs. Yeah. Uh, and you can't forget twins. The twins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Junior. <laughs> this is. Uh, most most recently, um, he did Draft Day. I don't know if you guys saw that one with uh, Kevin Costner about no. the football no. draft day in the NFL. Oh, I thought it was about beer. Well, that was a sequel, oh, but okay. it's it's spelled D R O U H T. Anyways, uh, mm-hmm. I, I recommend a Draft Day if, if you guys haven't seen that. Um, actually, it's it. It does some. I mean, just the story itself is is okay, uh, but it, it does some interesting things with uh, some of the the editing and the cuts and the cinematography um, that are that are super cool. That uh, they they're really does it, do they yield? Uh, <laughs> he gives he gives up some draft yield. picks. So, so, so yes, technically some draft picks. Yes, um, but, but anyways, yeah, and then uh, you know. As a producer as well, um, he was he was a little more prolific. Um, you know, was involved with the uh, um, the the National Lampoon stuff. You know, Animal House. Um, yeah, old school Euro Trip. Yeah, there, there you go. Mm-hmm. Cock balls. Uh, Cock balls. Baywatch. <laughs> the, the movie. movie. Yeah, the the movie is actually pretty yeah. funny. If you guys haven't seen it, yeah, I have seen it. The movie is. Yeah. Yeah, so, so it's definitely a a, a kind of uh, I, I guess we would I don't know if it'd be fair to say he's legendary comedic director. Um, uh, if you did Ghostbusters, yeah, yeah, I yes, think, I think that's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's just that's it right there. I think it was Ghostbusters, and you're done. And uh, mm-hmm. to control the to be there to do that and to just rein those four guys in, especially Bill Murray. <laughs> that's enough yeah <laughs> that's true uh so yeah um again sad news i've uh, i've talked about uh, like commentaries and stuff before have you guys seen the listen to the commentary for ghostbusters no. at least on the dvd there may be newer not. ones it's pretty good it's just him and oh it's him harold ramus and some like associate producer i don't know who the fuck <laughs> the guy was but um it's pretty good. And they talked about how it's like Bill signed on to do it. But I mean, he did not show up until they did. He said he would do it. And that was it. And then he showed up the morning <laughs> of production and it was like, okay, he's in here. And just, 
there's tons of good stories about <laughs> just the whole the production of the whole thing and how Dan Aykroyd, which is you know he wrote the original script and how it was just you know at this point and his story was just in space and there's French Ghostbusters franchises <laughs> everywhere and then Ivan Reitman was the one who's like all right let's Dial just back a little bit let's bring this back down <laughs> into like a going into business story that happens to be with Ghost right like to bring it down to the basics and. Uh, it's a really good commentary if you guys, especially hearing Harold Ramis, who unfortunately has yeah. also passed. Mm. Um, so if you guys have an DVD or maybe it's available on YouTube or something, listen to it. It's really good. Fuck the other guy. I don't know the other guy. What the hell's associate producer anyway? <laughs> like, you like this stuff. Gave some money. Uh, so, but, uh, so with that out of the way, um, I think, Alex, you said last week that you, you'd been watching Peacemaker. Uh, yes, oh, I haven't seen the last okay. episode. So, yeah, I think yeah the but... the first run of or the first season run is is uh, is completed. Uh, so the season finale is yeah. up. Uh, but I did I did watch mm-hmm. the first episode, um, and yeah, it, it was it was pretty funny. Um, I, I was was pretty entertained. Uh, so I'm looking forward to to getting through the rest of it. Um, so it definitely comes with my recommendation. It's it's very. Uh, it's, it's it's very um, raunchy, uh, James Gunny. politically incorrect at points, uh, but in a way that makes sense. If if that makes sense, <laughs> mm-hmm. so the people that are that are like politically incorrect, like they're the joke. Um, uh, you know, John Cena is great. Um, you know he's, mm-hmm. he's he's definitely got some some good comedic timing here, which is, is what's necessary for the character. Um, and he's not afraid to walk around uh, in the T-dubs. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I I did... For the ladies. I did laugh out loud. Like, um, I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, it has to For do... The face exercise? It has to do with a hug that he gets. <laughs> yeah. I was dying. Um, <laughs> Dad, take a picture. <laughs> that was so stupid, but it's so funny. Uh so uh, yeah, um, HBO Max uh, not for the children's <laughs> anyway. It is play. not, uh, but it is, it is pretty funny. Um, definitely more of a just a, a straight you know, comedy more than than really anything having to do with superheroes. Although, like, there's plenty of that plenty of that going on as well. Um, so uh, that but just uh, random, random note. Uh, so I, I, you, you, Alex, our, our sports guy, Alex, uh, mentioned That's not right. watching the opening or closing ceremony <laughs> for the Olympics. Um, I, I, I did watch the. I gotta pay for that. I did watch the the closing ceremony, um, and then there was some like America's Got Talent stuntman edition or something, and I'm like, I can't watch this, and so uh, I flipped it over to ESPN, and they proceeded to, to launch in this like 20 minute segment about why the Lakers suck. And I I couldn't handle it, so I just started. <laughs> I just started because like I don't watch t- like everything I watch now. Like like everybody else, pretty much is just streaming, right? I'm not watching live TV. Um, yeah. but in this case, I was because that's what I was watching the Olympics on to begin with. Um, so I was just flipping around, and I I landed on like TNT or TBS, and there's like Transformers. I was like, okay, whatever, just have this on in the background. Um, Scott would rather watch Transformers than hear the truth about the Lakers. Got it. Well, I, I knew the truth. It wasn't like they were explaining anything to me that I didn't already know. Uh, they let LeBron run the team. Yeah. Uh, so, 
they they in in grand TNT fashion or whatever the fucking channel was I was watching, uh, they they showed the same Transformers movie back to back. You know, just <laughs> just in case you didn't catch it all the first like three and a half hours with commercials. Um, so this well, isn't the TNT audience kind of like an audience for like the Globe Theater in in Britain. Where they're just mingling around in the olden days and in front of the stage, so that the actors had to re-explain the story two or three times. That might be what happened here, because yeah. so, so this was Transformers last night. Or I, I don't know <laughs> what the fucking name of this movie was. It was, yeah. it was one of the Wahlberg ones. Um, well, Excalibur. Yeah, yeah. It's like Arthurian <laughs> legend. No, is, is mixed up in this, and I like. I, I'm like looking over, I'm like rolling my eyes, but then like Optimus Prime and Bumblebee show up. So I'm like, fuck, I got to keep like, <laughs> look, look, I, I can't just like change the channel now. Uh, but mm-hmm. I kept looking over. I had no idea what was going on. It was the most incomprehensible. Like, it, it was so convoluted. Um, and I, you know, I continued on that. I think it was playing like, Civ six or something like that. So again, it's not really paying attention. So it started over again. I'm like, okay, I'll try to like keep closer tabs on this. And I kept looking over and it made even less sense. Like, I don't know what they're doing with these movies. Like it was just a bunch <laughs> of garbage. And like, they, they cut this poor woman. Uh, I don't remember the actress's name, but there's like, like all of a sudden she's like running around in a cocktail dress for no reason. Like that, like typical Michael Bay yeah. bullshit. Um, like bullshit. And then all of a sudden there's Arthurian legend and like turns into like fucking the Da Vinci code with Anthony Hopkins explaining the history <laughs> of the transformers coming to the earth, like in the, whatever, like 1300s or the 1200s, like whenever the Arthurian legend was supposed to, like it's probably even before then really, it's all based on like after the Romans invaded. But, uh, it, it, was, it was so ridiculous. Like, I don't know who put pen to paper for this. Um, but again, it was just like, no idea what's going on. I don't care. But all of a sudden, uh, like Optimus Prime is showing up and kicking ass. I'm like, okay, I'll keep watching. Like, <laughs> they got their hooks into me so long ago as a kid. But it's just like a dog whistle. I'm like, okay, I'll watch Optimus Prime. Like, it's just, <laughs> um, I I don't know what the point of all this is, other than like this movie is awful. Um, <laughs> Mark, Mark, Mark Wahlberg is awful. <laughs> uh, you know, some of the Transformer stuff is still fun. Um, I'll give it that much. Uh, but it is nah. like I. Anthony Hopkins, I don't know why. Like, I, other than money. Like, <laughs> yeah, money. Well, well, yeah, probably a lot of money is the answer to that question. Mm-hmm. Uh, why he was in this. Uh, so, so just, just watch Bumblebee. Just like a quasi review of, of this of this movie that I basically saw most of, sort of, after it had been on for like seven hours. Uh, as it was in the wee hours in the morning or the weekend. Um but uh, yeah, yeah. So don't watch this movie. <laughs> Transformers yeah, something Bo- night. I don't, I don't know if that's even the last name. Yeah. Uh, watch Watch Bumblebee. It's on Hulu. Still. Yeah, that Bumblebee's movie's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then finally, Bumblebee Tuna. I I did watch the 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 full uh, new trailer for Doctor Strange. 
Um, Ooh, nude. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that it really offered up much more than the the teaser, which was just as long as far as I could tell. Uh, so, yeah. again, I, I do want to say, I really hope that this, this whole phase, like where it's leading um, in the in the Marvel, the MCU stuff, um, isn't all based on the fact that that Doctor Strange screwed up a spell that he never should have done. Like, that feels very weak to me. I don't know. Maybe you guys feel differently. Um, mm, that might be just like, uh, I don't know, the trigger to the new, like opening up the like, new, like new universe is being made from Loki. Yeah, I mean, if that's, if that's part of it, that's fine. But I don't want that to be like the thing that sets everything. Like, it, it just rubs me the wrong yeah. way, I guess. Yeah, okay. uh, well, it probably will be yeah. that. I mean, they're making two movies from the same thing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we get to see a lot more uh, uh, Elizabeth Olsen in this. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like she also. So, the, the, there's definitely you saw this in the teaser. Uh, there's definitely like the uh, <laughs> I want to say like old Star Trek goatee version of. of of Stephen Strange, <laughs> but he already has the, mm-hmm. the the same beard, anyways. But uh, there's like two versions of her at one point. Um, this one we see a lot more of some other woman or, or young woman, anyway. Um, but she seems to play a big role. I have no idea who that is. Um, so maybe that's a, another character that they're adding into the MCU, at least to at least in Doctor Strange's uh, like. So the, what's the opposite of a rogues gallery? Like a, a, side, uh, a sidekick gallery. gallery, a friends gallery? Yeah, whatever his thing is. Um, yeah. They're adding a couple people to that, it seems like. Uh, but, you know, no, no real big takeaways here. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not going to see it any less than I was before. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, still, still looking forward to this. Um, mm-hmm. And then we got Moon Knight coming out some point i forget the date on that one but uh yeah. i think it's end of, end end of, of march, march pretty soon um we'll see if that connects in any way um to, to what's going on in the movies uh maybe we see oscar isaac pop up elsewhere um but uh, anyway yeah that's all i wanted to go over um alex anything from you nope peacemaker gotta finish all right jeff Peacemaker, got to start. <laughs> I haven't started it yet, but I want to. Wa- I want to watch it. I've heard good things. Um, no, I really haven't watched anything other than reality shows. <laughs> hey, so here you go. This is the first and only time I ever going to do this. Watching Celebrity Big Brother with Laura with you, Matthew Lillard. No, you guys. Yeah, exactly. You guys want to guess some celebrities that are on Big Brother? And celebrities Ooh. is definitely in quotes. Yeah, uh, right. Tom Hardy. No, not Tom Hardy. Who am are I there? Any of? athletes in there? Ed Hardy. <laughs> no, you were. They had the first name right, actually, of one of the celebrities. Ed O'Neill. No, Todd. Todd. Todd Bridges. Okay. <laughs> Todd Bridges. Okay. Star. Star of um, uh, t- Tesla Effect, a Tex Murphy adventure. Todd Bridges. Uh, I don't know who that is, but like different strokes. Yeah, it's the same guy. Okay. <laughs> Um, Lamar Odom. Okay. Or as Laura likes to call him, Omar Lodom. <laughs> mm-hmm. What about Chet uh, Hanks? 
<laughs> Chris Kattan. Whew. Oh, Jeebus. Dude, he is... He, well, spoiler alert, he just walked off the show. He like, couldn't handle it. He just left. What, ha- what happened to that guy? Yeah, he looks terrible. Sorry. Uh, yeah, a bunch of other people I don't know. There's like a former Miss America, some house, real is this housewife Jeff of D- Atlanta. Tino, is this the first time I've done a Celebrity Big Brother? No, according to Laura, they've I'm done. No, they've done, they've done a bunch. This is t- yeah, like because they had uh, Cato Kalin made an appearance. Oh, but he used to be oh, on before, the show. Before flips over to midnight as we record this is currently two twenty two two thousand and twenty two. So two two two. That's right. It's Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday two two. Tuesday two 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 two. And I got there it before you. midnight. Phew! I was worried I wouldn't get that in. <laughs> Anyway, I was watching it, and these people are two twenty three mess. I don't know if you guys ever watched the show; it's terrible. But um, so I've got okay. So uh, who do you think won? Who's winning? Right. So I'm looking at Cynthia Bailey. I don't know who this is. Misha Tate. Okay, she's a UFC right, fighter. Actually, I think I, I I do know who that is. Um, Todrick Hall. I don't know who that is. He's like a. Um, Laura says he's a YouTuber. He slash um, like drag queen type stuff. I don't know. I really don't yeah. know exactly who he does. Yeah. Um, so Bridges Odom, we know who that is. Carson Kressley. Is he one of the, the queer eye guys? Queer eye, the straight guy. Yeah, that's what Laura told me. He was funny. He's actually the best person on the show. He was hilarious. Um, Chris Kirkpatrick, I know who that is. Chris Catan. He was from NSYNC. Chris Kirkpatrick was... Or Boys to Men. Not Boys to Men. <laughs> Definitely not Boys okay. to Men. Backstreet Boys or NSYNC. One okay. of them bands. Mirai Nagasu. Who? Olympic figure skater. I'm looking at the oh. Wikipedia page. Oh, yeah. She, yeah, she she got like the first one. Okay. And then Teddy Mellencamp. I don't know who that is either. Well, she is uh, the daughter of John, John Cougar. Cougar Maryland. She got eliminated early on, too, or something. Cougar. Anyway, you said Chris Kattan was a mess. He <laughs> he would wake up in the middle of the night and just eat cake. And it, it was just so fucking weird. Lamar Odom, guys, messed up, too. Like, Todd Bridges is, like, the most sane person on the <laughs> show. Which is crazy. But I, he talked about he's, like, 30 years sober now and everything, which is awesome. Um but yeah, it's just it, the show's ridiculous. Does Misha Tate look it, like she could beat some ass? Oh yeah, she's definitely and she's like because she's training for a fight, but she's trying to drop down a, a a weight class, so she's the whole time working out and like not eating and just yeah, and she's actually dominating the show too. Um, well, I see, I see on Wikipedia, I can see like who's left. So yeah, well, it's her, Todd Bridges, and uh, that Todrick guy, I think. Maybe there's four now. I don't know. But whatever. I'm watching this show and I it's of the shows Laura makes me watch, I do find this one <laughs> better. <laughs> it's just that there's like three shows a week. And it's oh, this is a two hour episode. Like, what the hell? Well, at least it's it's comes and goes. I'm guessing none of them bone. Or I I uh, they they kinda I don't know if they they don't see him bony, but they might because they sleep. There's like on show, Laura has a term for it, showmance maybe. I don't know. There's some weird <laughs> terms where they hook up during the show and then um, 
Yeah, I don't know if they're because they share rooms with everybody, so I doubt they're boning, but maybe they are. I don't, I don't, I don't know the details. I watch it with her, and I kind of know what's going on. Like, that's funny. Lamar Odom had no idea what the hell's going on in the game. He's just there. He's just oh, a two-time NBA champion. <laughs> he would say some stupid ass shit, man. But he seems kind of messed up. He kept like that had the diary room. Where, like, you talk to the camera and you're talking to the audience. And he didn't know that it actually went out to the people watching the show. And, oh, no. God. And he's, he's pining for the Kardashian girl again. And yeah. it's, just, it's bad. Chloe. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. But he, he said something like, oh, they better not put me up there. Then they're going to see my Mamba come out. I'm like, Your Mamba? What are you stealing? Kobe's Mamba? Was that a thing? All right, Alec or Scott, you know basketball. Kobe's the black yes. Mamba, right? Well, Lamar doesn't have nothing to do with Mamba, right? As far as I know. Yeah, and he had, I kept telling Laura, like, he keeps talking about winning these championships. I'm like, Kobe and Casal carried your ass. I don't know what the fuck you did on this team, but... I'm pretty I, so sure it was Kobe. I, I will say about Lamar Odom, like when he was on his game, like he's one of the most ridiculous dudes in the NBA because he's like yeah. he's he's like tall enough to be like a, a center, at least power forward, but he could yeah. he, he could handle the ball like a point guard. Like he was ridiculous. Like and then he and then he just couldn't get out of his own way. I guess I don't know. Yeah. But he's been, like, I think, three years sober now. You know, he definitely, had, yeah, so definitely know he had, had that major demons. issue. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> not to make fun of him, but it's also kind of sad. So there's this one point, like, if you're, like, in the last final five or final six, you get video messages from family and loved ones. <laughs> and who do you think sent him a message, Scott? Or Alex, you can guess, too, but. Clarice Kardashian's. No, I know no Kardashians. No Kardashians? No, no. Like Gary Payton or something like that? Pau Gasol. No. You guys are on the right track. It's it's a former NBA player. Uh, Teammate. Championship teammate. Was it Meta? Meta? It was Meta. (laughs) Meta's a good dude. (laughs) He's just trying to help out his bro. He is. Meta World Peace. God damn. Formerly known as Ron Artest. Anyway, all right, I'm done talking about that. That's all I watched. All right. Let's give us an update next time. I barely watched the Olympics. I didn't watch like any Olympics. I did. I'm kind of embarrassed. U.S. women lost in hockey. Men definitely lost in hockey. They, well, I think didn't, 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 didn't really the men's team do better than people thought they would? No, they lost in the quarterfinals. Okay, no, no, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know that the but so did Canada though too. So I guess take that. I guess yeah. <laughs> In your face. Yes, the, the the domination of Canadian women continues. Yeah, although U.S. won last time. That's true. Mm-hmm. But the women of the Canadian women have won like seven. I out was of nine I was watching some like of the, the gold medal game, and it was it's pretty mm-hmm. exciting because the, the U.S. kept like pulled the goalie for like huge chunks of the game, and they were like scoring yeah. off of it too. They were getting back into the game. They just weren't able to to get it done in the end. So this was fun. Yeah. All right. Is that it? Yep. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, treat your clone with dignity and respect. That's your Alex. In which case, you're just going to like run him into the ground (laughs) and hopes that he (laughs) dies because that's how Alex rules. 
We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.